for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff we women store away in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart, Luke 2.19. Now, I am so excited to have Home Instead as our sponsor. Home Instead is a senior care provider who provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened and extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you or your family's needs. I am so happy about their sponsorship and especially this issue because we're going to be talking about something I love to do when I'm home. And I don't get to do this much. It's a big luxury for me to read a book for myself just for fun. I read so much for the other things that I do in my life. I do so much research for writing that I rarely get to read just a fun, good book. And today my guest welcome is Sandy her name is Sandra Merville Hart, and we call her Sandy for short. Sandy, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Hi, Kathy. I'm so happy to be here. And I called you back. We just did a show recently called, I think I'm going to call that show Outside the Box, uh, Young Writer Discovered. And that show was about encouraging kids when we have creative kids in our home. And I was really grateful to have your input because... I'm fixing to be on a friend of mine, Nita Fran Ward, has a show called Art Connection. And when she asked me to be on it, I thought, I'm not an artist. And then she said she wanted to talk about encouraging creative kids. And so I'm probably going to need to quote you on that show. Oh, how fun. But I'm looking forward to it. And I didn't want my listeners to miss a chance to catch that. I know that'll be a podcast eventually. But in the meantime, I loved the show you and I did together. And it gave me a lot to think about. And so, but today we're talking about, you're back to talk about your book because I love a good book. So I'm, I'm skipping your bio. I'm not even going to give it to people. You can find that book and you can find her bio on Amazon.com. Sandra yeah. Merville Hart, M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E, Hart, H-A-R-T. And, but I wanted to talk about the Civil War with you because you're such a well-researched kind of writer. So let's talk a little bit about your book. Okay. A Rebel in My House is set in the turbulent Battle of Gettysburg. Most people, if they know anything about the Civil War, know a little something about the Battle of Gettysburg. But the townspeople lived through a nightmare, and it extended months beyond the battle. And my novel gives a glimpse of that suffering um, through the eyes of a Gettysburg seamstress. I loved what you wrote. It still gives me chills. Of course, I know enough history to know something about Gettysburg because the Gettysburg Address was there and so forth. But what right. 
what I didn't, what I never have really grasped and didn't really know how to understand was the, the nightmare of being in a battle. Of course I knew war is terrible and I, I knew there were casualties and I knew there, my dad, my family has a long history with medicine. So I knew there were injuries and I knew the history of medicine. But I tell you, the way you put your scenes to life with just enough detail not to be gory but to be truthful. Sandra, that was amazing. Thank you. I didn't want it to be gory, but I, I wanted it to be true, too. One thing I loved, I don't usually... Uh, you were Honestly, if we weren't friends, if we hadn't met at Christian Communicators Conference, where the, you and I are both graduates of the class of 2018, if we hadn't met there, I might not have ever picked up your book, because Civil War books don't appeal to me. I, I, I studied the Civil War so much in growing up i read all the the books that were written at that time and i just i just got like there were other parts of history that i wanted to know more about sure and also also growing up in the south i get tired of so much of the history of the civil war being presented from kind of a one-sided almost a biased perspective so when i picked up your book because i knew you i wanted to read your writing i was so pleasantly surprised Thank you. And one of the things that I wanted you to talk about on your on the show today was you handle both sides of that um, conflict with so much grace and kindness. So talk to me a little bit about what I remember you told me that you like to have compassion on your characters as you create them. So tell me what that means. I am a person who who treats you know every person that I that I meet with compassion. So I don't understand why I wouldn't want to treat compassionately um, a character who's living through such a horrible thing. I mean, no matter what side of the of the war uh, a person is on, they were going through um, a terrible time and their loved ones were dying. They were losing people they loved, a brother a father, a cousin, or they were they were divided. A family's divided on the issue. Mm. Um, the country was divided. I wanted to. I I I want no matter what my my um, viewpoint of my character. I treat them with compassion. I don't write in a judgmental. Uh, manner. I don't want to. I don't feel that way about them, and I, I don't ever want to do that. Well, what I liked is you handle things. I mean, you had the conf. I don't want to give away the story, but because people will want to read this book, A Rebel in My House. But one in one of the scenes, that you know, as the troops move back and forth and fight over Gettysburg as a, a little town, a little village. The women are caught with their children in the house. And so there's all this, you know, first one set of soldiers comes through and searches for the other team and, you know, uh, any, any hidden men that might be hidden from the other side. And then the, the, they, they begin to lose, you know, the ground changes. And so then the next, the other side comes through and they search the house and the women are through it all. They're having to endure this very frightening, uh, invasion of their home by both sides. I, I loved the way you set so much 
drama and understanding in those pages. Well, thank you. It was a terrifying time for them. It's not like they could pick up a phone and call their neighbor and find out what's going on with them. The newspapers weren't being delivered. (laughs) Their town was overrun. There's battles all around them. They hear the cannons. They hear the shots. Mm -hmm. Their their houses are being shot up. There's cannons that are going through the town and sometimes landing in the buildings. Uh, All of this, they're it's shaking the ground. There's snipers in the in Mm -hmm. the trees and on top of buildings. It's terrifying for them. And there are dead people laying in the street, too. People, they can't get them out of there. It, right. It is, it, it's a terrifying time. And they wanted, I wanted, I had to go back there. I I knew there was a story I needed to write in mm. Gettysburg. I had to go to Gettysburg to find it. Mm. I walked, I went to the battlefields, and I went to the museums. I walked the streets. And then I went to uh, the mountain, the, the, the hillside where Piggott's Charge is. Mm-hmm. And as I stood there, I knew my story. I knew what my story was. Wow. I had to tell the story of the Downs people. Mm. Well, you, you told so much more than that. I mean, you not only took in the history and the, like, I felt like I was there. You did such a good job of describing the town. But also, you were able to handle some of the moral dilemmas and the decision making that the women, I, I especially identified with the women in the story, but the men too. And you also wove in some of the elements of what the war was about. Now, we only have about three minutes. When we come back, I want to talk some more about how history becomes such a beautiful setting for fiction and how that can how that can inspire us in modern times. But I don't want to miss a chance. I want to talk about that, but I also don't want to miss a chance to talk a little bit more about all that was happening on a moral level. So we have about three minutes. You want to pick a topic for for when we come back? Okay. Um, How history becomes a beautiful setting for fiction. I love that because I write historical fiction. I love to find out what the history is, and I study it long enough to... to, uh, feel like I am there, and then I take my characters and I just drop them in the middle of the conflict so that they can experience too. I love the way you do that. I felt like I was right there in the action. So oh, that's what I wanted. Yeah. Oh, you you accomplished that so well. And I'm such a picky reader now that I've written and been edited so much myself. <laughs> I keep rewriting and rewriting, you know. So now when I pick up a good book that's well-written, I'm like, wow, I admire the author so much for being able to do that. So we're going to go to break here, and I want to thank Home Instead again for presenting today's episode. And remember, you can catch more interviews anytime on a full range of topics that women ponder in their hearts at kathycraffy.com. That's Kathy with a C, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward. And I don't want to forget to mention that Sandra Merville Hart 
com is where you can find out more about Sandra. And she even sends out something called Historical Nibbles, which I am enjoying. And those are almost daily little tidbits, short blogs, and they're really fun to receive. So I encourage you to go to her website and find out more there. And uh, don't forget to look for her book, A Rebel in My House. And Sandra, tell me the, the names of your other book that is published and the one that's coming out. A Stranger on My Land is published, and the one that's coming out in November is A Musket in My Hands. It's about two... <laughs> ...moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate is the number on the door. And the next house over is a grocery store. a dynamic woman? Sandra Beck and Linda Crater host Dynamic Women Talk Radio, bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe. This amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation, handling rejection, loyalty, what is sexy, overthinking, blended families, and much more. Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time, encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi. 
Hi, we're back with our very special guest, Sandy Hart. That's Sandra Merville Hart. If you want to find her, you can go to her dot com. And we've been talking about the Civil War and what it was like for the people on the ground in the the village of Gettysburg. And Sandy, you just did such an amazing job of taking us there. So I want to talk a little bit about how fiction can be this great setting. I mean, history can be such a great setting for fiction because I love historic fiction anyway. That's what I love to read the most whenever I have the luxury of reading something for fun. I know what I loved about your book. I also want to know what you loved about it. So you want to pick any of that up? Okay. Well, I I love, as far as reading reading history, um, reading fictional stories up that are set in history, that's my favorite novel. And I have learned so much about, you know, as a natural way of, of my characters, of a character going through that era and that time, that event. I've learned in a natural way, and that's what I like about historical fiction novels. That's that's a wonderful, fun way to learn about history. It's very natural. I don't, I'm not able to put in all the facts that I learn, but only what fits to the story. I save some for later <laughs> because they don't all they don't all fit. They well, don't know. all fit in the story. That's what I loved. One of my favorite things about the book that you that I got to read when I was with you is The Rebel in My House. I was turning the pages as fast as I could, but I got to the end and thought, I get Gettysburg now. I understand the flow of the battles. I, I just could not get that out of a history book. But reading it at, out of your book with the with the viewpoint of a character in the story and there were several that I could identify with. When I, I mean, that was so fun. I was having a great time reading, and then I finished the book, and I was like, wait a minute. I know. I will never think of Gettysburg ever again the same way because now I have been on the ground in the battle. That's how it felt to me. Oh, thank you so much, Kathy. That's exactly how I felt because well, studying this 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 story, I had to study so much about Gettysburg to find it that writing this novel changed me. I'm not the same person Mm. who began the journey. Well, I love it that you made it easy for me to learn because I I have to study enough. (laughs) It's nice when somebody, somebody, you know, if you want to spoon feed me with fiction, I'm really okay with that. (laughs) Oh, I I love it. I love it. I need to mention because I know you're the cover of the book. You will think you're picking up a romance novel. Like it's a really snuggly little thing picture they have on the front, you know, of this Southern belle with her arms around this man in a uniform. And, and so you think you're getting a romance novel and, and just thank you for not making me peek into anybody else's bedroom. I just want to say that. <laughs> thank it is you. a romance novel, but it is clean romance. It's kind of a love story. It is a love story. It's a romance, but it's clean. Um, And it is, you know, they they don't they don't have sex. You know, it's not no sex before marriage. Um, It's it's a clean, inspirational story. 
honestly, I think in the circumstances they were in, that, that it was just enough that they could fall in love. I mean, they had a lot going on around them. <laughs> yeah, so they I really think, do. I think that was pretty realistic, and I, I love the way you tied the love story of them falling in love and making the commitments they made and choosing to love each other in spite of the moral implications and all the moral dilemmas that were around them at the moment. I don't want to give away too many details, but I will tell you there is plenty of tension and uh, what is that called when you feel like any minute you could have somebody jump out at you? I forgot the word for that, but uh, anyway, there's plenty of that in there. There's plenty of suspense. That's the word I'm looking for. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going, what? Charades? Uh, but, yeah, there's plenty of suspense, plenty of tension. There's a lot of moral dilemma. So the the book has all the fun elements that make it a, a page turner. And um, so I want to know a little bit more about, like, where you get your inspiration and how do you decide? I know. I think my readers ought to, I mean, my listeners ought to know, you've got, I know it sounds like we're talking about three books because you have two in this series already. You've got another one coming out in November. But the truth is, this time next year, you're going to have five different books published. Yes, by next August, I'm going to have five. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> I'm so happy. It's a it's a thrill. Well, I'm not used to to think I, that, I'm not used to, um, I, I, I'm not over the thrill of publishing for sure. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so proud of you and so amazed and really inspired by you. It makes me want to go over all my writing one more time and try one more time with different publishers till I get there. But I'm so proud of you for doing it, for accomplishing what you have and making the rest of us see that the dream is possible. Anyway, but I'm also really excited about this other series you're doing about the Troy flood. Troy, Ohio experienced a terrible flood in 1913, and you've taken that scenario of a very challenging and crisis kind of situation, and I know you've plopped down some more characters. So tell us a little bit about that. I Yes, um, this one's really fun. Um, a group of authors... From Ohio, Ohio authors wrote stories set in Ohio locations, and I'm in that book. It's called From the Lake to the River, and my novella that's in there is called Surprised by Love. Um, the Great Miami River flooded during 1913, and Lottie, my character, runs a boarding house by the river. She and her boarders have to be saved by her high school crush, Joe. Um, <laughs> And will Joe leave Lottie's life again when the blood rivers uh, recede? But you know what? <laughs> Heroes are made at such a time as that, um, where you have to, where you have to help out in the tragedy. There's something inside of you that just pulls up and and does what has to be done. And Lottie is a hero, and so is Joe. Well, we sure saw that in Texas with the flooding we had uh, almost a year ago now. And Houston has rebuilt itself. But uh, every every family we knew up here in, in northeast Texas knew somebody or had friends in Houston at that time. And we were all praying. And so I can I think there's going to be places all over the country where a novella set in a flood situation will really people will relate to the hero. Aspect. Oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, we, heroes. You're you're making such a good point. In a crisis, you find out who the heroes are. So when you create a hero for your stories, what kind of characteristics are you looking for? Well, I think heroes are everyday people um, tossed into uh, horrible situations, and they have to overcome. They have to overcome to survive or to help loved ones survive. And heroes are born at moments like that. And they make sacrifices to accomplish that survival. They do. They do. Well, I'm just so proud of you for all that you've written. When you think about, and this is not fair, but I'm going to ask you, of the five books that are your children, do you have a favorite child? Oh, my goodness. Um, well, I thought it was going to be Rebel in my house because that one's set in Gettysburg, and that one's, like, so special to me. Um, mm-hmm. The one that's coming up called A Musket in My Hands, it's about two sisters who uh, joined the Confederate Army um, in the fall of 1864 when things are going really, really bad. They join the men they love um, on that on their journey, and boy, some bad things happen. And I, I tell you, I don't think that my heart is in that story, too. I, I had, I dug down deep in that, mm-hmm. in my heart on for that one. But I, I do that for all of them. I, I would love for people to read that story, too. I wanted to tell the Southern viewpoint. I wanted to tell the, the story from a completely... Um, southern viewpoint, but what the people endured in the South, and it was hard on them. It was, it was difficult times, and I wanted to tell their story. We're still, and, we're still trying to recover, I think, in some ways, in our mental uh, frame of mind here in the South. It's taken a long time to get past that. We have about two minutes. I want to just thank you for being such a compassionate writer when you tell stories from other perspectives. That was one of the things that struck me about your book. You don't treat any of your, uh, any of your characters like they're bad people. You treat them like they have to overcome terrible circumstances. And so your characters are always, uh, the ones that I've, the book that I've read, they, they were all so beautiful in their multifaceted aspect of the way you created their character. So thank you for that. I really appreciate your compassion. Well, thank you, Kathy. Can you well, ask me a bit about what I'm inspired by? You've got two minutes, so it's going to be two, two or three okay. sentences quickly. <laughs> I'm inspired by the courage I find in people who face uh-huh. insurmountable challenges and somehow find a way to get through it. I love and I'm that. I'm also inspired by people who cling to their faith when it's all mm. they have left to hold on to. I love that. It's so beautiful. Well, it really reflects well in your that that that's such a high priority for you. It reflects so much in your books. Thank you for being on my show and thank you for writing. Thank you, Kathy. I've enjoyed this so much. <laughs> I I am so glad I met you. Me You're too. Such a wonderful person. Me too. I think God just did what he wanted to do there, and I'm, I'm blessed because of it. Thank you for being my guest on the show, and I want to just make sure people know that they can find you at Sandra Merville Hart, M-E-R-V-I-L-L-E-H-A-R-T dot com. And I want to thank dot, our... Dot WordPress.com. 
Oh, sorry, dot word. Oh, I'm so glad you corrected that. Dot wordpress.com. They can also find you on kathycrafty.com. And I want to thank Home Instead. And I want to thank our listening friends for just tuning in and making us so happy to share all this great stuff. And so read a good book. Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh.